Welcome to the Spawn Chunks. This is episode number three for Monday, August 20th, 2018. My name is Johnny, but Minecraft folks know me as Pixel Riffs, and joining me as always is my good friend, Joel Duggan. How are you doing, Joel? I'm doing fantastic, my friend. Uh, coming off of a busy weekend, I was at a, a comic festival yesterday, and it was a lot of fun. Oh, cool, cool. All right. Well, uh, thank you guys so much. We, uh, at the top of the show, I really want to thank everybody for their support on the first two episodes of the show. We've been seeing patrons rolling in, a good bit of chat happening in the patrons on the Discord, and we've been getting a lot of great feedback on social media. But as you guys may know, if you've listened to the first couple of episodes, at the top of the show, we like to have a quick chat about what's new in our Minecraft lives, what we've been doing on our respective servers and tinkering with off camera, as it were. So what have you been up to this week, Joel? Well, I have uh, taken a bit of inspiration from a weekly newsletter that I get from Lego Ideas. And ah. for those of you that may not be familiar, Lego Ideas uh, is a website where uh, individual creators are, are making Lego builds. Uh, and there's a submission process where in some cases you can be considered and become a an actual Lego kit official mm. um, and manufactured and distributed by Lego. So it's, it's a it's a very busy website. And uh, I didn't realize it at first, uh, but I've actually spoken to you about this user Sox9000 before. I think it was the first time you were on the Citadel Cafe. Really? Was and it the, I, the kind of forest the, cabin that you had? Before? Forest cabin with a yeah. little blue, with a blue roof? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, what happened was I saw this bridge, in on a bridge is the name of the build, excuse mm -hmm. me. Uh, in the newsletter and I clicked through and there's a bunch of different photos from different angles of this Lego um, in kind of like a almost like a Tudor-esque type of kind of like a late 18th century sure. kind of like wooden uh, beamed and everything yeah yeah, yeah. I, is that 18th I guess it would be 18th Maybe, I can't yeah. really remember uh, basically like old European sort of sort of thing uh, over a stone bridge and I really like the way that it was positioned so I immediately uh, ducked into a creative world in Minecraft and started building this because I've been wanting something to kind of bridge a river that runs through the south part of uh, the meadows where we build on on the Citadel on the mm -hmm. server. And this is going to be perfect. Uh, and it's it's like it's big enough that it's a cool build, but it's not gargantuan. Uh, it's, it's a straightforward, you know, um, we'll say rectangular shape. It's a bunch of rectangles that get gradually larger as they get higher which yeah. is kind of cool so it looks like it's kind of balancing on all these struts over the bridge yeah uh and I, as i was building it i mean obviously i had to take some creative liberties because lego does not translate directly uh, <laughs> yeah it's not Minecraft. exactly a one-to-one -one substitution no is it? exactly uh the closest thing i guess is that like a a two by two by one brick in lego is roughly the size of, of, a, of a Minecraft block. It's a little bit more squat, but mm -hmm. it's about the same size. Yeah. Uh, but the, basically the proportions, and I, I was able to do quite a bit. Uh, and I shared that actually in our uh, Discord server. I put, we've got a, a chat room there for, for um, player builds. So I shared that, uh, the creative build, as it stands right now with, with folks. Uh, and I will be building it more than likely on a stream. I might do it in a Let's Play video, but it's, it's probably one of those things where I would like some, some chat room input as I go. Because uh, I consider myself a decent builder, but I, I don't know all the tips and tricks for this style of mm -hmm. building. Yeah. So I, I'd be curious if I have any people that are, are adept at this kind of thing, uh, houses and whatnot, uh, if, they, if they're if they in the chat, if they want to give me some pointers. But that's basically what I've been up to. Uh, it was a Sox 9000 in on a bridge on Lego Ideas. We'll have the link for that in the show notes as well. 
I'm looking at it right now and your your recreation of it in Minecraft next to the image. And it does look pretty accurate. I like the fact that you've got prismarine in the walls, which is one of those things that you don't necessarily think of that being part of the mock Tudor sort of style or anything because they didn't necessarily have those sort of minty green walls. But it definitely lends some character to it. I, uh, yeah, I like that and that's lot. it. Kind of separates itself. Like I didn't want to do just white wool because mm -hmm. I feel like I've you've seen that a lot in Minecraft. Yeah, and for sure. I liked I liked the turquoisey color in uh, Sock Nine Thousand's build, but I was like, mm, everything that's green in Minecraft is either too dark or too vibrant. Like yeah, neon. it's like lime green kind of stuff. Yeah. yeah. So in creative mode, I want to go in and try some terracotta, not the glazed terracotta, but just the regular green or maybe even i feel like cyan terracotta is too gray yeah it's very so gray it was it was kind of the gray block for a while i think yeah well i think i feel like the terracotta is misleading like it'll say this is a blue terracotta block and it's really purple <laughs> like they, re they really yeah. don't match up with the names mm -hmm. uh so i want to try that just to see uh if it looks okay um but uh, the prismarine one of the reasons why i went with the prismarine was one i knew it was kind of a turquoise color mm -hmm. and and also, because we have slabs and stairs in all the prismarine now, I thought it would give me more options. I didn't end up using any slabs and stairs really um, with the prismarine, but like it, at least if I need to later on, if I decide to add some depth to the walls, then I, I have that option. It's, it's nice to have the option, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. What about you? What, uh, what's been going on in your Minecraft? So my week was going to be about farming a bunch of stuff. I've set up the slime farm. It's running pretty well. It's not completely optimized. It's still kind of open to a couple of caves, which is funny because I keep going down to the slime farm and finding bones and spider string and stuff in amongst all of the slime and going, oh, great, a skeleton has died here. Uh, but then we went to the end and fought the dragon as a server. There are about, I think, nine or ten of us in this collab and it's on my YouTube channel now, so you can go and watch that. We do the dragon fight together, and it's absolute chaos for about eight seconds of the video. And then, you know, it all kind of calms down and we get to the business of fighting the dragon. And then once we got the, uh, the fight out of the way, we decided to go out to the end islands and... Oh my gosh, Joel, the end is so broken in 1.13. Um, oh this, no. This may be a server-specific thing. I've been looking into it a little bit to see what we can do about it, but... There seems to be a bug where on multiplayer hosted servers, doesn't seem to happen as much in single player, but it may be kind of on a case by case basis. End cities do not generate in the places they are supposed to be. So oh, no. we we explored for a while and two of the guys had actually sneakily gone to the end before, but bridged away from the central island or used a flying machine with redstone to get out there instead of uh, fighting the dragon and then launching through the gateway. So a couple of them had already raided end cities in the vicinity, but the further and further we went out, there just wasn't anything. And I, it's, it's in my video, actually. I ended up traveling about 7,000 blocks north and about 5,000 blocks east before I found an end city. So that's, you know, the equivalent of about 13,000 blocks and I found an end city. It didn't have a boat, so I didn't get elytra. It, the elytra can only be found in the end cities that have a ship kind of sailing away from part of it. So mm -hmm. I, I still didn't get any elytra. And I've actually just been back to the end and got uh, two pairs, which I found in end cities that were a similar distance away, but in the opposite direction in like a southwesterly or yeah, I think southwesterly direction. I found 
two end cities with Elytra, and I had to find those with help. Like, Zloy logged into the server with his camera account and scouted around the area I was so that I could, I could go in vaguely the right direction, because I'd probably spent about six hours exploring the end by this point and couldn't find wow. anything. What I did that, find... That, that's uh, frustrating. Like, that's no longer fun. Yeah, exactly. And and what I did find on my stream the other day was I found one of those cities that I could I call them thumbs because they just look like a thumb. Actually, after, after you've been searching the end for that long, they actually look a little bit more like a middle finger. But uh, <laughs> it, it's it's when you, when you just have one room at the bottom and then a tower and then one room at the top and that's all the end city is. It doesn't have any of the branches and the kind of stuff leading uh. up to the higher towers. It's just two rooms, maybe like six shulkers in there maximum and hardly any loot to be found. So I found one of those, and I thought, surely that is the 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 only gut punch Minecraft is going to throw at me here. But then I traveled maybe a thousand blocks south, and I saw a sliver of, like, one of the corners of the end city buildings, just like a sliver of purple blocks up there in the sky. And I thought, okay, great, that city hasn't rendered in yet. I'm going to walk around there and see what I can find. So I walked sort of around three sides of a square to get to it instead of bridging across the void. I went to the place I thought it was going to be. I looked up and that was literally all it was, was just a strip of purple in the sky and the rest of the city hadn't generated. And that, that was, I, I almost rage quit then and there, Joel. It was, it was intense. I was, I was absolutely gobsmacked. I, I've never seen that little of an end city generate. I've seen like occasional glitches where like a side of the wall will be cut off or something like that, but I've 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 never seen something where you just didn't get an end city at all and what was left was just like a <laughs> a middle finger to the player just being like, "Yep, that's all you get." So That's rough. I have been having a hard time in the end, but now thankfully, yeah, I have two sets of elytra. I brought an ender chest with me this time around, so I threw everything in an ender chest and just threw myself into the void. <laughs> I was like, I can't even be bothered yeah. to find an end gateway back at this point. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna do it that way. So thankfully, I finally have that, and it's probably gonna be a while before I set foot in the end again because I've, I've had it with that place. <laughs> I'm done with, I'm done with the, uh, the desolate landscapes and the chorus fruit and all the endermen. I'm staying in the overworld for a while. Yeah, I don't spend a lot of time in. In the end, we, I mean, I have a pair of Elytra. I've ha had two. I lost one. I died and it was really dumb mm -hmm. and I was mad. We won't get into it right now. It's rough. Uh, it's always rough. Yeah. Uh, but uh, Matt and, and other people on the server have been having issues finding additional end cities. We've raided maybe three or four. I think I've seen more because I will fly with my Elytra in the end where other folks just don't because it's the only one that they have. Yeah. Uh, so... We've been considering, and I'm not going to ask you this as well, uh, we've been considering adding a data pack that allows the dragon to drop a pair of elytra in the event that we don't find more end cities. Now, we haven't gone in the full circumference. We've only gone kind of like northeast and northwest. We really haven't done much traveling in the other directions. Yeah. Uh, just because the few times that we've beat the dragon, which I think is three now, those are where the uh, the gateway portals are. They're all kind of in the north, kind of northeast area. So they kind of start you off in that way. Um, we were looking at doing the data pack, but then we thought, well, why don't we explore the full, not the full end, but like at least give it a good, you know, try. Yeah. And if it really gets frustrating, if we have bad luck and really don't see any other end cities for shulkers and, and for, for Elytra for people, uh, then we can say, all right, well, 
we should probably add this thing to the dragon just so everybody can get an elytra and and kind of go from there because mm -hmm. we eventually want to not fight the dragon anymore like once we have the 20 gateways we don't want to do the dragon fight. Yeah. we want to maybe do an end build yeah that's so that's kind of the same with ours we want to have like a hub leading to all of the different gateways and then maybe have the gateways yeah. lead out to something different in the the islands so yeah. yeah so would you guys since you guys guys have this issue with with your end have you already or would you consider adding a data pack for the elytra dropping dragon we added it when hermitcraft released their big data pack that had all of the extra oh, okay. stuff so we have double shulker shell drops because we plan to do a bunch of stuff with shulker boxes and we right. should in theory have the dragon drops elytra pack however i think it wasn't enabled properly or it just had some kind of bug where we might need to disable right. it and re-enable it again because i had to do that with shulker shells and i fought the dragon on my stream before i went back out to the end and it didn't drop any elytra as far as i can tell so okay. yeah we do need to tinker with that just to make sure it works obviously it's a little harder to test whether the dragon drops elytra because it does involve you killing a dragon each time yeah. although yeah, <laughs> yeah maybe a... maybe one of the admins can do that with commands or something yeah i, don't know. But, I, uh, I yeah. feel like uh, i don't know if it's necessarily cheating but we've built and i'm going to make a video about this i've built two giant endstone towers inside the dragon fight arena mm -hmm. and they've got water in them so it's just a matter of like scooting up to the top shooting the arrows at the the crystals at the top of the pillars and then coming down and fighting the dragon like it, it takes the dragon fight down to like 10 minutes mm -hmm. <laughs> so it becomes a lot easier to test but i between those and the dragon dropping a light chair like i i don't really necessarily find it cheaty uh because i mean it's possible with that attack so i mean that's to me it's just it's part of one of those things i feel like it's one of those things that's more of a concern on a multiplayer server mm-hmm yeah, it's it definitely on a more active server when you want people to have access to that stuff after we've reached a certain point in the server's lifespan. And yeah. especially in this case with end cities being so few and far between, it makes it accessible. It means everybody's on more of an even footing after a mm -hmm. certain point. And let's face it, fighting a dragon is something you want to get a decent reward from. And once you've killed yes. the original dragon, it doesn't drop nearly as much XP. It doesn't drop another dragon egg. So it feels a little mm. bit more satisfying to have it drop in elytra as well so i think it's a decent addition yeah no I, and i agree we're 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 on the fence about the shulker shell things i think it's just because i've had no problem with collecting shulkers yeah um i none of us on the server have any need for like dozens and dozens and dozens of, of shulker boxes i've mm. got maybe 16 i think i have one of every color and and i know that other people have some but i we've been discussing the the two shell drop um, and I think again, we're, we're, we're on the fence on that, just waiting until we discover more of the end to see how many end cities we have. If, if it is as dry as Matt is reporting from his exploration, which by the way, he did on foot, like you did, yeah. <laughs> uh, then I think, I think we might end up implementing both of those, especially even if it's just like the last, you know, four to five times we, we fight the dragon, we might just implement it just for that, just so that people can have some spare elytra because you losing your only pair would suck. <laughs> yeah, it totally would. But there, there is a bug open on the Moyang bug tracker for this issue where end cities don't generate where they should. So hopefully mm. they're looking into it and it can get fixed in a a forthcoming update and speaking of updates we should probably move on to the news and talk about the week's snapshots so earlier in the week we had snapshot 18w33a and since then we've also had minecraft 1.13.1 pre-release 1 and reportedly pre-release 2 is supposed to be coming out later today which means a full release should be on the horizon possibly even later this week 
So 1.13.1 is coming up very soon, which on the one hand is a good thing because it means that my squid farm is going to work <laughs> when I finally get it right. built. Uh, but the bad news, of course, for Optifine users is that we have to wait for Optifine to continue updating to the next version of Minecraft. But looking through the change log, it looks like they fixed a couple of important bugs. Uh, the noteworthy ones I thought were... Um, MC135816, which is tridents not returning upon reload of the world. So if you throw a trident, you die, and then you respawn at whatever spawn point you have, your trident would not come back to you. <laughs> and, and, and so you would end up just with a lone trident out there in the world, still attached to whatever you flung it at, and reportedly you couldn't then go and pick it back up. So that would not be your trident anymore. And it would probably stay there, actually, because I don't think thrown tridents despawn. If they're if they're thrown by a player, then they don't despawn like the oh, okay. thrown ones do. So in theory, you could have a trident just stuck there forever. And obviously, you've lost your trident, which kind of sucks. Apparently, that is now fixed in the, uh, the pre-release version. So that's definitely worth having. Uh, another interesting fix is fish spawning from buckets counting towards the aquatic mob cap. So this is actually something that the hermits have managed to exploit on Hermitcraft, and it's been kind of a plot point in the story they're doing in the series. Uh, th this is a bug whereby if you place fish from buckets, if you capture a fish in a bucket and then put it back down, it counts towards the aquatic mob cap, and they don't despawn naturally. So you can make aquariums as a player, but that decreases the likelihood of any sea life spawning elsewhere because there is a, a limit to the amount of mobs they want to have spawned into the world. And so right. they've been able to effectively kind of play it out in the role play of the server that all of the ocean life has started to disappear because two of the players are polluting the water and, <laughs> uh, and Doc M has been kind of running around pretending to be like the nature health organization and has been investigating this i think it's actually him that's created a kind of mob switch where he uh you, you know just threw a bunch of fish spawned from buckets in the spawn chunks and then no other ocean life spawns all he has to do is go there kill all of them and then ocean life returns to the rest of the server so it's quite a neat little trick but unfortunately, yeah. that is getting fixed. Unfortunately for him, probably fortunately for the rest of the server, uh, that's getting <laughs> fixed in 1.13.1, so you won't be able to see any more abuses of that mechanic. Fish will still be able to be placed from buckets. They just they kind of act like their name-tagged mobs, which get removed from the mob cap. So right. it won't restrict but, the spawning of anything elsewhere. But you don't have to name all the fish in your aquarium. Hmm. No, you don't. You just have to cool. uh, just have to place them from buckets, as far as I can tell. Although name tags, not are that that fairly, wouldn't be fun. Yeah, name tags are fairly easy to acquire, and um, right, tropical fish actually have names now, don't they? I think you were looking into this a little bit earlier in the week. Yeah, so I, I d dove into the snapshot. We were doing notes last week for for the show, and and I I was looking more at the snapshot than I have the pre-release uh, one. I have not had a chance to play either, but I was watching some some videos, and I had actually commented in one of my Let's Play episodes earlier this year that uh or i guess last month that it was a little bit disappointing that the tropical fish buckets just said tropical fish and they did not indicate which fish you had yeah. so if you collected you know a blue one and a gray one and a, and a yellow one they didn't have any distinct names and the so sprites all look the same when they're in the bucket as well yes, it's just a, yeah, there a, was a clownfish yeah, there was no visual indication. Uh, there still is no visual change to the sprite in terms of the item in your inventory, but you will get a tooltip that gives you the name. Uh, there are a lot. There's something like 24 or 27. Uh, some of them even go into various colors, like 
uh, you know, red snapper, yellow snapper, mm -hmm. or, or or that kind of, they'll, they'll distinguish one another by colors. I was watching uh, an Exumovoid video. He goes into the detail uh, explaining all of this, uh, so I won't recant it here on the podcast. Um, but one thing that I did find still frustrating, uh, they went through the process of fixing this and adding these names, but if it says, like, this is a red you snapper and then he puts it down and it's obviously a gray and blue fish and you're like <laughs> mm, if it's going to be if it's going to have a name with a color in it i expect to at least get the color that i'm you know putting down especially for people that are making aquariums or are choosing these fish for a specific reason uh, i think it would be nice that that if you pick one up that it is exactly what it says on the tin and then when you put it back down you, you get what you want uh, but that said, of course, that was a snapshot last week. Uh, we'll have to wait and see what changes actually happen with 13.1. With yeah, I don't know all that much about marine biology and keeping tropical fish in general. So, you know, as far as I'm concerned, it might be that's what it's called. And for whatever weird reason, it says red snapper, but the fish itself isn't actually red. So, yeah, I I, I, I had less of an issue with that. But I, I think it's uh, it's good to at least see them kind of putting that level of detail in and hopefully mm -hmm. you know cluing you into what fish you've got in which buckets if you can remember what they look like in the first place uh yeah. the, even just a bit even just like a basic like one other fish model in the bucket and then just have it change color would yeah. be would be nice because that's not a terribly hard thing because you've already got puffer fish salmon and cod all have different visual icons when you mm -hmm. have them in a bucket yeah. it's only the tropical fish that are the clownfish, and then there's no other thing that could be coming you know that yeah. could, that could be that could be something that they're working on. And I wonder if there's even data behind the scenes that would allow you to implement something like that in a resource pack, so you could have ah. the graphic of the fish, even if Moyang didn't provide one themselves. Yeah, I mean, if it's an MBT tag, you'd have to be using Optifine, I think. But if not, then it would be just a matter of of changing, making your own icons, indicating that it is what should be displayed in your inventory when you hold, you know, a certain type of, of fish in it. Mm -hmm. Worth looking into, maybe. Uh, the one last thing that I wanted to cover is that there are going to be performance improvements with liquids, and the whole server communities breathe a sigh of relief because, yeah, water updates have been the big kind of performance problem with 1.13 so far, and they've been reassuring us that they're trying to optimize stuff like that. Um, I'm hoping for something a little bit more optimized with Redstone as well because I've been enc encountering really, like, terrible lag spikes when i've been doing really basic stuff with redstone just like mm. activating something that pushes a couple of blocks with a piston and it's uh yeah it, it's getting a little bit laggy here and there but hopefully we'll start to see those performance optimizations creeping in as we get to the full release of 1.13.1 and beyond because it doesn't stop at the point one we can uh, i'm sure there are going to be uh various other little tweaks and optimizations that they've done in the past you know 1.7 got to sort of 1.7.10 or 0.12 or something by the end before they updated right. to 1.8 so lots of little improvements to be made in the future i'm sure i'm not i've not been uh around long enough to to really note this change but how often in the course of a of a minecraft version do you feel like the 0.1.2 versions happen is it like every couple months is it is it is it a, like two years between 1.7 and 1.8 or or is it less time it depends it depends what's wrong with it really uh for, for the right. small for the small updates definitely in terms of the kind of the the big incremental updates the kind of 0. 0.14 
uh, we're going to be getting at some point in the near future. I think they previously they just had the well when it's done it's done approach to it, where they they had features in mind, but it was going to take a while to implement them, so they didn't necessarily start to tell the community, yes, we're going to have this update and it's going to happen now until mm. they were a lot a lot further along in the development. So the change from 1.7 to 1.8, I think, did take about a year and a half. And I think the community had some feedback about that where early on in the development of Minecraft, Notch was putting out new updates basically every week because he was developing stuff and because the game wasn't so huge at that point that they had to stress right. test each new feature against everything else that already happens. So... I think the community did say we kind of want updates more frequently and it's okay if they're smaller, but you know, it'd be nice to see some new stuff rolling in every six months or so. And I think that is now their aim. I think that the last few updates mm. since 1.9 really have been, you know, 1.10 was not too long after that 1.11, the same, you know, and, and they were small kind of little incremental things, things like the update that added polar bears and parrots and so forth was not huge. Right. It was yeah. just kind of little tweaks here and there, little you know, ambient additions to the mobs and so forth. So, yeah. yeah, I'm expecting us to start hearing about 1.14 relatively soon. But I'd say that we've got a good few months worth of 1.13 before they even start hinting at what's happening next. With that said, yeah. uh, they did announce the update aquatic features at Minecon last year. And Minecon this year is coming up fairly soon, within the next few months, right. I think. So, That's right. Yeah, yeah. Worth, worth keeping an eye on Minecon just to see what they've got planned for the foreseeable future. Well, speaking of new mobs that they might add to the game, uh, I thought it would be a fun thing to talk about this week with uh, all the content that came out in, in 1.13. We kind of touched on it in our in our first episode about the stuff that we've been enjoying. Uh, but something that I've been very curious about because I have been spending a lot of time in the oceans is the drowned mob. Mm -hmm. So I thought for our discussion this week, it would be kind of cool to, to deep dive uh, into the drowned mob. <laughs> a, a deep dive the with the drowned. Yeah. Yes, it's uh, <laughs> yeah. going to be a dangerous game, I'm sure. Yeah, well, I, I guess it depends on whether they have a trident or not. Because I, as I think mm -hmm. we've mentioned before, uh, there is a very large difference between a drowned that has a trident and does not yes uh they uh and i think to your point it was it was that it's, it's a lot more balanced in terms of if you're a new player or you've just spawned in and there's a lot of ocean around you and you've got nothing a drowned with a trident is going to own you yeah it's, and it would be very frustrating if the if the drowned were stronger so having the the regular drowned are really no tougher than a zombie and they're a lot slower so uh it it, it works out i guess in terms of that kind of balance mm-hmm um, but on the surface, just kind of like a first impressions, I really enjoy the drown. I don't know. People seem to be really either on the fence or not really all that impressed, but I, I quite like them. I think they, they make sense in terms of like, they're adding a more as another zombie like mob to the game, similar to the husk, mm -hmm. uh, in the desert. Uh, I think that what sells me on them is the slight difference in their texture in terms of the glowing eyes. Yeah. Uh, and the sound. The sound design <laughs> really sells it for me. They are the Murloc of Minecraft. They <laughs> yes. have this hurgle, gurgle, gurgle, <laughs> gurgle thing going on. Yeah. And it is, it's, it's, it's very funny. And they also make a very satisfying kind of like grumpy when you hit them. Yes. <laughs> and it just, it's, it's, very, it's, it's almost like I don't want to kill them too fast because it's quite fun to kind of just poke them yeah. <laughs> uh, and, make, and make them grunt. Um, but I, like, so all of that in there... Uh, I really like the addition aesthetically, you know, forgetting all the technical stuff that, mm -hmm. that they bring. Um, but uh, I was reading up a little bit, and a lot of this information is going to come 
Minecraft wiki. So if you've read that, this isn't going to be super new. However, there are some things that are not in the wiki that I'm curious about. And if you're a, a listener and you and you know, then please let us know uh, the spawn chunks at gmail.com because there, there's a chance I'm going to get some of this some of this wrong. Uh, but one of the things that uh, I find interesting about the drowned is that they swim at the same rate as the player. Mm-hmm. That's not the swimming animation. That's not the sprint swim. That's just your regular kind of like quote unquote walking through the water um, swimming. Uh, so you are faster than than them or can be faster than them out of the gate. Uh, however, the range on the Trident guys is got to be close to 30 blocks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Give or take. Uh, so really, you have to be faster uh, than them to escape that and not be just completely owned uh, by their ranged attack because uh, they fire that thing like once every second and a half it's or pretty quick yeah like if, yeah. You're, if you're an unarmored player it does four hearts worth of damage to you as well so that can kill you in three hits you are dead yeah. in three hits regardless of whether or not you're eating food to regenerate health frantically as you yeah. swim away you're uh, you're going to be dead pretty quick yeah so you've got four and a half seconds to get out of you know, a 30 or 40 block range mm-hmm. in the water. <laughs> yes. Uh, so, yeah, so very quickly it becomes, it can become a, a problem. Um, but I thought that, I mean, the best way to start with, with these guys, I think, is just uh, start with where you can find them. And drowned spawn naturally in the bottoms of all oceans, rivers, and, and swamps. Uh, and I'm surprised that I didn't know this. I thought it was only oceans. Uh, I thought the other drowned that I was encountering in river biomes and stuff were just drowned zombies. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they, the naturally spawned drowned will spawn in in all of the water biomes, which I thought was really cool. Yeah, Not I, that I've seen swamps that are that deep, so I, I don't know whether that happens all that often. I, I believe the swamps thing is actually limited to bedrock edition. I haven't seen oh. I haven't seen drowned spawning in the swamps that I visited, and I have seen them in rivers. When I was working on the squid farm, just kind of drying out sections of the river either side of the bit i plan to use for the squid farm i've left that bit completely flooded and i get drowned there occasionally there's one or two Mm. of them will just kind of drift up every now and again i'll hear a gurgling noise when i walk close and go oh it's one of these fellas again (laughs) get the axe out but uh yeah they they will they will kind of turn up in any sort of large-ish body of water and i would like to see them spawn in swamps on java but i have a feeling because there are already unique spawns in swamps in terms of slime being only being able to spawn mm. there in terms of the overworld biomes at least it uh, it might just be one thing too many like one too many hazards that occur in swamps at night they don't want yeah, players to completely avoid swamps because they become a death trap yeah it could also be something about the 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 drowned ai in terms of how much land and how much water there swamp like there's <laughs> drowns essentially will stick to the water uh i actually i've learned a few things actually just kind of researching this uh and when they spawn in uh they spawn in at the bottom mm-hmm. so they don't just spawn mid mid float like because yes. I, I was looking i was trying to find where like what the y level is mm-hmm. and the y level is only determined by two things uh the depth of the body of the water and the uh the depth away from the surface so that the light level is lower than seven so they spawn at the same light level that other mobs will spawn at. yes and they presumably have to have a solid block underneath them to be able to spawn that is fairly typical Ah. of mobs in general so that's why you'll find players building with lower half slabs whenever they want any space that isn't spawnable because you need a solid block on which to spawn and that counts as a semi-transparent block so right. uh, yeah, I've I've actually interestingly enough, somebody has pointed out this week that while you can have upside down stairs, um, 
to to form a solid floor and that does technically count as a solid block mobs can spawn on if you waterlog the upside down stairs they don't spawn there because technically it counts as a waterlogged block and most mobs oh, cool. won't spawn so interesting little little side note there about uh, mob spawning mechanics but yeah yeah if, if they're that, spawning that on the ocean up. floor then they yeah need a solid well, and block. that that upside down stair train thing opens up some additional non-spawning blocks for your design mm-hmm. yeah so you got some different color options very cool i'll have to check that out uh and potentially also gives you a spawning platform if you were creating a farm or something like that in in uh the ocean for drowned you could use upside down stairs as a as a spawning yeah oh no you wouldn't no you wouldn't because they would be waterlogged yeah I, i'm not i'm not quite so certain how it works when it comes mm. to drowned because they yeah if they already spawn in water it may not count for them be an interesting yeah. thing to try out interesting yeah uh so th- as far as just you know additional spawning uh zombies can be turned into drowned mm. uh, it takes 45 seconds from start to finish uh, after 30 seconds underwater the zombie will begin to turn uh that process cannot be reversed once it starts it then takes an additional 15 seconds of the zombie spinning around uh before they turn into uh, a drowned i think this is a really neat mechanic i know it's broken a bunch of you know um farms for people in terms of like zombie spawners and things like that mm-hmm. uh but i i just it just adds that kind of additional immersion into the game i love that zombies now when they walk into the water they just walk across the bottom yeah yeah they they, they <laughs> uh, naturally and, sink all undead mobs now sink yeah, in this update it's really cool uh and i and i at first i thought mm, this could open up some possibilities uh and there were quite a few builds back in the snapshots earlier this spring of people building farms out of um, out of zombie spawners and turning them into drowned and then collecting things from them. However, uh, a turned drowned, a zombie turned drowned does not uh, bring you the same uh, loot drops and opportunity as a as a naturally spawned drowned. Yeah, so they can't spawn uh, carrying a trident or a nautilus shell, which is exactly another new item for this update. Yeah, yeah. The exactly. um the conversion process also makes a really cool noise. Going back to how you love the sound design of these guys, they have a noise that is unique to a zombie turning into a drowned, and it kind of reminds me of when a villager zombie is cured and it turns back into a villager. It's got the okay. same kind of like swoosh sort of noise, but a more watery variant on that and and that's oh, cool that's really fun it kind of lends a bit more consistency as well to the idea that zombies can be transformed in the same way that you know a, a villager zombie transforms into a villager and then the zombies transforming into the drowned there's just this kind of like universal quality of zombies that maybe they can be turned from one thing to another it's re- it's really really neat the the depth that they've gone to because i i did i've not seen that in game i've seen it in people's videos but of course when people record videos for minecraft usually the game volume is down to like yeah. you know 20 or 30 percent so it's, it's harder to hear stuff like that uh there's a lot of uh subtlety in in changing mobs actually uh one thing that i noticed is if husks drown they turn into regular zombies. <laughs> they they, they re- don't turn into drown. They rehydrate. That, <laughs> it's like space food. You that, just add water. That <laughs> is something I did not know. That is something that I read in the show notes and I went, really? And I've, yeah. never, I've never tried it because I don't spend a great deal of time in deserts because husks are really right. annoying. They're the, the one variant of zombie that doesn't burn in the daylight. So it becomes really difficult yeah. to deal with them if you're there overnight and then a bunch of them spawn while you're there. So mm-hmm. yeah, I had not come across that effect before, and that that is that is new information to me. I'm kind of wondering if there can be any practical application of that, or if it's just another fun detail. But it's yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah, I, d- I don't know. Like I, I 
I can't imagine because if you kill a, a tusk, you get the same sort of drops that you normally would from a zombie. Uh, and correct me if I'm wrong. Do if a if a monster spawner is in a desert biome, does it make husks or does it make zombies? I think it still makes zombies. I don't think okay. I don't think there is the reverse situation where a zombie can turn into a husk. Right. Although, yeah, they just burn in the daylight. So, yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't think it would spawn husks. That could. Be that a, would be really cool yeah. if they added that to the game. Like, if if husks became something unique. Like, so, the, and this is the issue that I have with them changing uh, the ability for a mob spawner making zombies to turn them into a naturally or to turn them into drowned and have them those items be available. Because ultimately, it just means that aside from the nautilus shell and tridents. The drops that you get from drowned are just the same kind of drops you're going to get from a zombie. Like they might drop the armor that they're carrying or or fishing rod or whatever. Um, but but really, it's the trident and the nautilus shell that most players are interested in. So really, a zombie spawner that you're using to try to make drowned, if that you know if that was working, it would make sense. But if it's not working, there's no, there's no reason to mm -hmm. um, because especially because the way that farming works, and we'll talk about this later, uh, it's easier to do a natural spawned drowned farm than it would be to do a spawner because well one you've got to find a spawner for starters yes so there's a lot of there's a lot of kind of back and forth and i, I can see why they changed it I, I i don't necessarily disagree with with the change um i just like bringing up the whole husk thing it would be neat if husks zombies and drowned all had unique things uh unique drops across the board obviously we got some from the drown but if they all had something unique to them it would give kind of more of a reason uh it would up the importance i think because zombies are just kind of a pain in the butt they're not really <laughs> challenging they're not you know they they kill villagers and like there's not really a lot to them on you know as far as they, they've been around for so long so it'd be neat to see them kind of you know up the ante i guess yeah and uh, another another interesting variation with the drowned is that instead of iron ingots being a rare drop they drop gold ingots instead Ah, uh, so, so similar to uh, a zombie pigman. Yes, yeah. So okay. uh, uh, you, you can almost imagine that it's meant to be sort of pirate gold or something like that. With with buried treasure being such an interesting sort of new addition mm. with the update aquatic, that kind of goes in line with that. Having them drop gold bars instead of iron bars makes a little bit of uh, a little bit of difference. But then, yeah, obviously, like you said, the husks don't really do that. They don't tend to drop anything, mm. even as a, a kind of rare drop from a player kill. And that was one of the the criticisms that people had of the drowned was that they were too similar to their them having like husks and strays, which are the yeah. variants on skeletons that you find in uh, snowy biomes. I think only in ice spike biomes, actually. Now that I think of it, but yeah, uh, you're right. The criticism from the community occasionally, and this is more just sort of vocal people talking on Reddit rather than any kind of serious critical review, uh, was mm -hmm. that just Mo uh, Yang didn't want to add anything original to the game, which personally I think is ludicrous because they've added so much original stuff to this game. Think of conduits and phantoms and shulkers Dolphins. and things like that. Yeah, there's, there's, so, yeah. there's so much uh, sort of interesting stuff they put in that is uniquely found in minecraft it's not like a ripoff of something from another game necessarily yeah um yeah but i think too like as you mentioned earlier with blocks and 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 updates like adding a new mob to the game is like the balance that you have to strike there it's not just a simple like oh we'll just add something new and then it's all gonna work out and everybody's gonna be happy like there's a lot of stuff you have to consider so i would imagine to add new content it's easier to add a spin-off of an existing mob than it would be to add a entire brand new mob yeah, and it's still like like we were saying, it adds a little bit of internal consistency in the world. It kind of gives you 
the idea mm-hmm. that there are these multiple mm-hmm. kind of facets to each of these uh, monsters. And people have been saying they should do something like that with polar bears and turn them into pandas if they spawn in a jungle and brown bears if they right. spawn in like a tiger or something like that. So there's yes. th- there's potential for stuff like that. And if the drowned are well-received, then maybe it's an approach they'll consider in future. And I think really that that wouldn't be one all that difficult there wouldn't be anything to balance you're just putting a, a bear in the woods like it's not like <laughs> you give it a different color and a different name like it's not like it they have to add new mechanics it's just yeah. for the immersion of it like the the consistency throughout the world that you're saying uh that would be really fun i i i kind of i mean i know they've got dolphins uh i saw a seal on my hike the other day and i kind of wish that they had seals in the game after mm-hmm. seeing that i was like yeah, that would be really fun you could have some some playful stuff that would happen there uh, but again, like it's, it's just a matter of like, you know, what's a priority versus, you know, what's what's not. Um, but speaking of items, uh, we can talk a little bit about what the drum, Drowned actually bring to the game that is unique. Uh, and that is uh, the Trident, of course, which is the big the big news for everybody. Uh, fishing rods, uh, which I don't really care about. So you can get a fishing rod by fishing with a fishing rod. That's, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that's how common they are. So it's, yeah. it's just the, a, a nature of them being sort of ocean related mobs that maybe they are drowned yeah. fishermen in the first place and they've got a fishing rod on them. It's, it's yeah. a neat little detail, but nothing monumental. No. Uh, and Nautilus shell is, of course, the last one. Uh, and those would be a component of making the conduit which is uh, a combination of eight Nautilus and the Heart of the Sea, which I believe you can only find in treasure chests. Correct. Yeah, you have, to find, you, you have that. to find a treasure map in a shipwreck and then follow it to uncover a buried treasure that is randomly generated somewhere along the shore of an island. Can sometimes right. be in the actual ocean and you have to dig down there. Sometimes it's just a little, a few blocks inland on the beach, but most of the right. time they are they're fairly difficult to find on your own yeah i've never been digging around a beach myself and stumbled upon one that i didn't find a map to so it's very much something you have to go out looking for right 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 uh so i mean those are obviously uh difficult to find uh tridents are also difficult to mm, to, to yes. get uh it is a 15 percent chance that a drowned a natural spawn drowned will spawn with a trident and then it's only an 8.5 percent chance of those drowned with a trident that they'll drop it so yeah. just because they have one doesn't mean that they're going to drop one yes uh fishing rod is two percent again don't really care uh nautilus shell is only three percent now the difference here is that if a drown spawns with a nautilus shell it will be in its offhand and it will drop it mm-hmm. so if you've got a drown in front of you with a nautilus shell it's gonna drop that shell yeah you're getting the shell which is yeah, which is nice. I mean, at least you've got that. Like, if you if it's got the shell, you're going to get it. It's the trident where they might have one. They might be causing you some grief, but that does not guarantee that you're going to get uh, get that trident. Now, of course, all of this increases if you have a looting three sword uh, percentages and stuff. All that's on the wiki. I won't get into the math. Um, but so obviously, it's better to kill them with a you know better looting sword than it would to be to to not. Um, but, uh, I've seen from the farms and stuff that I've seen online, people are able to get quite a few Nautilus shells, uh, quite easily. It's the tridents that seem to be more of a rare, rare drop just because of the double percent chances. Like, I, yeah. like it, it really kind of, cause you could ultimately it, you could end up with like, you know, something like a, like a 0.5% chance, or you could end up with like a 0.001 if you're just having a bad bad luck day <laughs> yeah. like it is it re, it's really it's really hard to say how many drowned you would have to go through yeah uh, in order to get a trident I, I am less interested in the trident than i am the nautilus shell i have to say <laughs> yeah i've not really seen 
the the great like I've I've seen a lot of people use tridents and they they seem fun, but my problem with tridents right now is that the enchantments that increase their strength, so the impaling enchantment, which is the one that makes it do more damage, only applies when you're attacking stuff underwater. So impaling does not affect uh. land-based mobs at all. So it's fine when you're attacking squid or the drowned or guardians, but once you're back on land, the trident you know, falls short to something like a diamond sword or an axe where it's got a higher natural damage anyway, and then it can be helped with enchantments like sharpness. You can even apply sharpness to an axe. You can apply the kind of offensive uh, enchantments to axes as well. So you can end up with an axe that can one-shot a zombie pigman, which is actually really useful. Uh, but yeah, tridents won't be able to do the same thing. Even, you know, the difference between them being melee weapons or being thrown weapons really doesn't change how much damage you're doing and as kind of person-to-person -person combat as pvp combat weapons they're probably not going to be as effective as a decent power five bow in terms of having right. ranged combat i don't know yeah. if they have a range advantage over arrows i would assume not in fact i'm kind of inclined to think that arrows might be able to be fired further than a trident can be thrown but I haven't really done any testing in that department, so I'm not no certain. No testing, but anecdotally, just from watching, I would say that tridents are not nearly as far as arrows. Yeah, I, I'd imagine yeah. that makes sense physically. They're heavier, and you're throwing yeah, them yeah. physically instead of using a bow, so yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think, too, uh, there's... The, for me, the trident is more of a... Like, the transportation possibilities of using riptide and stuff mm. underwater seem like... Especially if you're in a big ocean world like like you guys are, you know, where you've regenerated for 1.13 and you know, there's a lot of water to move through and potentially a lot of water to build with. Having a trident on you for moving around, similar to having an elytra, kind of opens up your building opportunities above ground. I feel like that's probably more where my interest lies. Yeah. Uh, but really... I mean, beyond that, beyond the trident, the, the Nautilus shell for conduits is kind of where I where I really want to get into to finding some drowned and potentially doing some farming because because of the builds that I want to do underwater. Although I'm happy to, I'm happy to hear that the trident af uh, affects underwater combat more because I have some guardian farms that I want to do, and so now having a trident seems like it would be beneficial for clearing out uh, an ocean monument. Yeah, it it definitely feels kind of thematically appropriate for what you're doing, and yeah, it it makes more sense. It, in, and bows are less effective underwater because you know you fire an arrow and it drops off a lot quicker, like it's actually moving through liquid. You know, it, it's it's kind mm. of affected by that. Uh, so yeah, tridents become a much more effective weapon there. Now I I have a theory about the drowned and tridents because. Originally, when the update Aquatic was announced back at Minecon last year, Drowns didn't feature at all. Um, the Trident was mentioned as a key feature, and obviously that was going to be like a, a tentpole of the update Aquatic. It was going to be like, you're getting a new weapon. The, la the mm. last time they added a new weapon to Minecraft was bows, and that was back in the alpha days. They haven't had any new weapons added to the game really since. So wow. it's a big deal, right? But... There wasn't really any information about where you were going to find them. The speculation at first was that they were going to be in loot chests. And I think they were added to the Drowned as a kind of fairer way of distributing tridents because the alternative would just be to find them in loot chests and it would be so easy for players to just go diving for all of the loot chests that would contain tridents and then hoard all of them for themselves. And that right. wouldn't be particularly fair. So having them spawn from random drowned kind of keeps them a little bit more balanced and keeps them available throughout the lifespan of a server. And I think that's kind of important. It's it's the problem, like we were saying at the top of the show, with Elytra. Right. 
because yep. if you can't find an end city or if somebody goes out with an elytra flies from end city to end city and just hoards all of them then they're the only one who's going to be able to fly and i don't thankfully i don't play on servers where players do stuff like that but you can imagine on a public server or maybe on a server where you're yeah. not playing with friends or you've just got that one friend who just feels like being a pain in the backside to you that day <laughs> it, it it tends to get that way so i think it is a good yeah. thing that the uh the the tridents are a little bit more fairly distributed through drowned and you can still farm them through you know the various contraptions that we're going to talk about in just a second but yeah i think yeah. i think it is it is better that they're a random chance to spawn with something you know somebody that you can you can just chop at in the water <laughs> instead yeah. of uh, finding them and it's a low enough it's a low enough drop rate that it's not easy like the farm is going to take some work you're going to have to afk like you're going to have to come back and check it like it's not something where you just get them like you just get more of them than you'd ever need like i'm trying to th i'm thinking earlier uh I was talking with alistair earlier about about uh, gunpowder and for the longest time creepers and gunpowder in the game it's pretty hard to come by because you have to actually physically kill the keep creeper they're probably near the stuff you're building anyway when they when you find them so like it's it becomes a little bit tricky once you have a creeper farm all of a sudden gunpowder becomes like you just have way more than you're ever going to need and, and i feel like i have not yet seen uh at least in just my own experience a trident or an or a drowned farm that's just producing reams and reams and reams of tridents they're yeah. they're producing more than one player needs but not necessarily more than a server would ever yeah yeah and I, th I think that's a scarcity that is kind of it makes sense in terms of yes players yeah. are going to be farming these so maybe we'll tone it down so that not necessarily mm -hmm. that a farm is absolutely necessary because you're going to have to slaughter thousands of these things but also just keeping it rare enough that finding one becomes special and I think that's that's something that Minecraft lacks because of the the balance between just natural exploration and fighting stuff and the really intense farming that goes on on more technically minded servers. You're mm -hmm. you're always going to have to struggle to find that balance between something being like a unique item and still making it accessible to everyone. Yeah. Well, speaking of farming, uh, if you're going to farm drown, then you first have to understand uh, how they behave. Uh, and I learned a little bit actually about drowned as I was researching for this. And, uh, they, during the day, they only swim and attack players that are in the water. Mm -hmm. Uh, I had thought they would always come out, but it turns out that they only come out of the deep water during the nighttime, which makes sense because they burn in sunlight just like a zombie does. Yeah. Uh, if a zombie or sorry, if a drowned does leave the water, uh, for whatever reason, after that reason is either out of range or uh, no longer exists, they quickly return to the water. They have no desire, even at nighttime, to stay out of the water. They, they want to stay close to it so that if the sun comes back up, they can go back under. Uh, they are attracted to players, villagers, and iron golems, which I didn't know. Mm -hmm. uh, and the range is somewhere around 48 to 50 blocks. It is a long way. So if you're wondering why when you're swimming in the ocean, you are just constantly being harassed by drowned, it's because they can see you from a mile away yeah. uh, and they will start to move towards you uh, at any point in that range. Uh, so given what we know about mob spawning mechanics in terms of mobs will not spawn anywhere closer than 24 blocks away from the player. Uh, and if they are farther than 24, land mobs generally stay still, skeletons, zombies, etc. However, 
drowned spawning outside of 24 blocks from the player in the ocean are still well within their aggro range of 48 to 50 blocks. So that's why I you feel like you're getting mobbed by drowned more in the ocean is because they're they're able to see you from much, much farther away. Uh, they will chase players and stuff on land, as I mentioned. Uh, they, I think, I'm trying to think about their, they don't, do they walk? Yeah, they walk on the bottom. So they, they'll swim and they can swim up, down, left, right, etc. But they'll walk on the bottom and all of that stuff is all at like zombie speed just mm -hmm. kind of for for reference uh when you go to farm them there's a there's a number of farm designs out there we won't necessarily go into like crazy details but essentially what you want to do is attract the drowned to an area and then somehow get them into a point where you can hoard them together and kill them with a, a looting sword uh the i think one of the better designs I've seen online has been from Tango Tech. He built it on uh, episode eight and nine of his Hermitcraft season this season. Uh, and these are, we'll say, accessible uh, drowned farms. They're pretty straightforward to use. Uh, soul sand water columns to push the zombies up and then pistons to kind of put them into a little holding cell. And then you whack them with your sword. Mm -hmm. uh, if you want like crazy crazy um drop rates and spawn rates and stuff like that i would say following someone like il mango or uh, doc m uh, who you mentioned i think before uh because their farms use things like nether portals uh, so you remove the drowned from the immediate area which is is something that increases the spawning of new drowned uh but then you've got like nether mechanics and other things that you have to consider and uh, and getting all these things together. Yeah, their, I did find... Sorry, go ahead. Their method also involves building essentially a giant tank of water in the sky so that you're as far yes. enough away from other sort of ocean biomes and areas that could spawn drowned that you're only going to be getting stuff spawning in that location, which involves yeah. building at least 128 blocks up. So basically yeah. you're, you're going towards build height in order to build a big tank in which they can spawn and then they walk along a platform towards you and normally get funneled into a collection mechanism from there so it's a yeah. huge undertaking and doc did it basically in the first week of hermitcraft but he's a madman so <laughs> you may yeah. not want to follow his example until you've got a little bit more i guess resources and stuff together and you can take yeah. on a build of that scale yeah and doc was of course going at it from providing for a server yes. or selling to a server yes uh, <laughs> with selling, a lot of definitely well, yeah <laughs> with a lot of active players whereas if you're just playing with a couple of friends or even on your own single player world like you don't necessarily need to go that that big mm -hmm. uh i also have a just an aesthetic kind of rp issue with the big floating farms in the sky i find yeah. they look kind of stupid they, they break <laughs> they break it for me i know they're crazy drop rates and stuff like that but i much prefer it when like big farms are contained in like, you know, skyscraper builds or, you know, they're underneath the ground or in a castle or, you know, something that makes it a little bit more, you know, um, the pro there's an additional problem to solve. It's like, well, I have this farm that I want to build, but then how do I make it look good and fit into my world? Yeah. Uh, I usually appreciate those a little bit more. Uh, but I did find uh, a design from uh, a YouTuber named Waddle uh, or Waddles, excuse me, with an S. Uh, and his is quite simple. Uh, it's actually, it's more complex than it actually needs to be um, from looking at his design. But essentially, instead of using bubble columns to push the zombies up or remove them from the immediate area, he uses magma column, uh, magma bu bubble columns to pull the drowned down. Uh, the magma blocks then aid you in killing the drowned so it doesn't take as long, um, but they will eventually kill them. So it actually is uh, semi 
automatic. Uh, if you are not there, granted, you won't get the player drops, but if you're going to be using the rotten flesh or p possibly the, the gold bars, then you could, you know, collect them that way, mm -hmm. uh, uh, which I thought was really neat. Uh, and it's a much smaller build. Like it is tiny. It's, it's basically like 10 blocks tall, give or take. Yeah. Um, there's a lot, and there's a lot of ways that you can adapt that kind of early drowned farm, uh, into maybe, get, you know, you might be able to get your first conduit that way in the early game, which would be really cool. Mm -hmm. yeah. Um, the one thing that I've not been able to decipher from the research that I've done from some watching some of these farming videos is if the drowned count towards the, uh, hostile mob cap or the uh, water mob cap. Like, for example, I don't know. Uh, do guardians count to the same mob cap as like skeletons and, and zombies and stuff? Or are they part of the squid and fish and, and aqua stuff? I'm not certain. That, that is so, right. an, an aspect of the game that technically I haven't really looked into. Uh, and, and not being much of a technical player, I've not really had reason to. But it's, it's something I might investigate in the next sort of you know, few months of my my gameplay because I'm I'm definitely leaning a little bit more towards learning the technical side of Minecraft this time around. So so maybe I'll find out. So if you do know that kind of stuff, then please let us know. Write in at uh, the spongechunks at gmail .com. I would love to know like where that line is drawn uh, because if it's not important to remove the drowned as quickly as possible from the area or kill them as fast as possible, then that opens up the the avenue for a whole bunch of different farm designs, which could also not only be efficient enough without ex exuding extra effort for your server, it could also be really fun. Mm -hmm. It would be, I would kind of like the idea of putting multiple Willy Wonka drowned tubes around my drowned farm <laughs> and having all kinds of drowned shooting everywhere. <laughs> like, yes. I, you know, why do they have to be killed right away? Why can't I launch them into the sky first? I feel like that would be kind of fun. Yes. You have like a drowned fountain in the middle of the ocean. I, there could be a lot of, a lot of uh, fun opportunity there. And bubble um, columns make yeah, it so, all that much easier. <laughs> exactly exactly so so there's there's a lot of information out there for farms uh it's been long enough i think since 1.13 dropped that uh people like il mango and doc m have got the super efficient you know super uh big farms uh tango's farm is i would say kind of medium in terms of it gives him a lot of stuff but it, it's a very straightforward build uh and then uh waddles coming in kind of like with the the real basic early game the entry game level design. drowned farm yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, I have yet to try it, but I do want to uh, because, again, I, I want a conduit for some of the things that I want to do on, on the server. Um, do you have any plans to, to, I guess, swim with the drowned this season? <laughs> I, I think I'll probably try and get my trident and so forth uh, organically, I guess. I, I think I've, I'm spending enough time in the oceans that I encounter them on a somewhat regular basis. I've only maybe mm -hmm. seen three or four with a trident up close and have never got a drop so i'm i'm still living in hope <laughs> that that kind of stuff is is going to happen to me organically but two of the uh people on my server i think now have drowned farms of their own so i think one of them is planning to sell tridents at spawn in a shop so hopefully i'll be able to uh to head out there and and grab one if i don't have any any luck with them but maybe maybe later i'm saving it as a uh, a back burner project for now in all of my my technical uh technical exploits this <laughs> this season um nice this kind of leads me into thinking about what we're going to discuss in future and i kind of want to briefly touch on the idea of doing a podcast about unused mobs in the game because we talked earlier about husks and strays and how they're kind of variants on these different mobs and there are a couple of variant mobs things like zombie horses 
And uh, there's a third Illager that's supposed to spawn in Woodland Mansions, but hasn't been implemented yet, that I think might be uh, might be worth taking mm. a look at in a future episode. But that's kind of all we have time for for today's discussion. So that's going to wrap up another episode of the Spawn Chunks. But even though we're logging off, the Spawn Chunks will keep running in the background. And you can find more info about the show and links to some of the stuff we talked about on thespawnchunks.com. The music for the show was composed by me and has kind of been running the same melody for the last few weeks. We'll see if it sticks, but I'm still thinking I might end up composing something different in the near future. So if you're enjoying the show and you're getting value out of it and you want to support us and put a little value back in, this is completely up to you, but you could visit patreon.com slash thespawnchunks and join our community. Pledging there at any level will get you an invite to our patrons-only Discord chat. We have I think five or six people now signed up to our Patreon, so we've been having a little bit of discussion in there, people sharing builds, always a little bit of fun stuff going on. So give it a look if you're up for supporting this podcast. We also have a, a couple of very technical-minded Minecrafters in there. Uh, that's been great because we, I've been able to bounce off some ideas and get some information quite quickly. Uh, it's a lot more fun and easier than Googling. Yes, for <laughs> trying sure. Trying to figure out uh, how things are working. Mm -hmm. uh, I am still working, uh, as a matter of fact, on getting the show out on different platforms. Uh, iTunes and Stitcher and stuff is all in the works. That is on my to-do list this week. Uh, you can still grab the RSS feed from the website, thespawnchunks.com. If you have a platform that you want the Spawn Chunks on, email us at the show and let us know that's the chunks at gmail.com uh, i will add it to the list and look into the best way to get the the podcast out there uh, but as i mentioned right now the rss feed from the website or the patreon page is the the best way to grab it you can uh, find us on instagram and twitter it's another great way to uh to reach out and, and uh, talk to the show uh and i think i think that's it for the the show info yes uh so my name is johnny uh my Minecraft name is Pixel Riffs, and you can find most of what I do at youtube.com slash where I have a Minecraft survival guide series for beginners and a multiplayer Let's Play series called Decidedly Vanilla, where you can share my pain as I try and fail to find end cities. Um, <laughs> oh, I'm dude, also... So bad. I'm, I'm also the voice for the unofficial Hermitcraft recap, which you can find through a quick YouTube search, and I'm still streaming three days a week on Twitch, where, again, I end up finding and failing to find end cities, uh, but I'm also working on some other fun stuff around my island so if you want to see what goes into behind the scenes of my youtube series then check that out that's twitch.tv slash pixel aside from that i'm also at pixel on both twitter and instagram joel where can people find you online everything uh about me including my illustration and design portfolio found at joelduggan.com if you're in the market for some illustration uh my schedule is open right now so uh drop me a line and we can talk about potentially working together that includes things like graphic design so if you've got a youtube channel that you need branded that that could be something i can help you out with as well uh, if you like this show you might also like the citadel cafe a podcast where myself and guests talk about the geeky stuff that we are into i actually recently rewatched uh infinity war which is now out on on uh, demand and, and home video so mm. i might be talking about that again this week i caught some things that i did not catch the first time around so i'm curious to see if anybody is also in that boat uh as for myself on social media it is all just my name joel duggan on youtube twitch twitter and instagram and you can look for me doing some streaming quite soon because i have that lego build from the top of the show that i want to get built on the sigil server looking forward to that well thanks for visiting the spawn chunks the world outside is infinite but some of the spiders are invisible <laughs>